This edition of True Heel Heat is brought to you by Mission Pro Wrestling. Mission Pro Wrestling Tournament Out of Hell is coming up on November 6th. Get your tickets now on missionprowrestling.net. If you are not able to be in the Texas area on November 6th, you can stream it live on Title Match Wrestling Network. Without further ado, this is True Heel Heat. Hello, hello, hello. It is me, it is me, your True Hill Phenom, SP3. We are back once again, the final stop before True Hill Heat 100. It is True Hill Heat 99, our last time with two digits behind True Hill Heat. <laughs> um, right? <laughs> on this edition of True Hill Heat, we will be discussing all of the latest wrestling news, including arguably the most brutal match in WWE history, the backstage reaction to WWE's third-party ban being very hostile, apparently, two new documentaries for WWE, and week 53 of the Wednesday Night Wars, as well as preview and predictions for New Japan Pro Wrestling Power Struggle 2020 and AEW Full gear 2020 as well and i am back once again with the princess of all the true heels miss chrissy love hello 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 to everyone glad to see you all all yellowed out is laker colors i i like it oh thank you well you know <laughs> i just made it laker colors uh we're gonna be joined by our resident true heel alcoholic top guy jj very shortly but i have to introduce our very special guest for true hill heat 99 he is one of the very best when it comes to wrestling interviews in the entire wrestling media he is my brethren from wrestle talk from wrestle to youtube channels one of the co-hosts for Alex McCarthy's Wrestling Daily. It is the one, the only Louis Dangor. What's going on, bro? I I, I, that's an introduction. I don't even think I've I've ever got. So <laughs> you, you you are too kind. You are too kind. No, I, I I like you guys' show. So when you asked me, it was was not a, a hard decision to say I'd come on. So I'm looking forward to chatting with you both, and obviously uh, JJ once he comes on, and yeah, we'll, we'll chat some wrestling. And uh, yeah. hopefully, I don't. I don't know if you guys have seen Wrestling Daily from today, but I kind of embarrassed myself with a bit of a hot take that I had. Oh, don't worry. Oh. I was gonna bring up. I was gonna bring up your hot take <laughs> when we when we talk about you know a certain five star match that came over the weekend. We, I was gonna get to your opinion on a oh, on a no. previous five star match because that Harvey was a salty before. one. <laughs> as long as Harvey is there, is Harvey there with you? Oh, Harvey's in bed. It's what time is it now? It's nine. So he's doing his is sleeping. So Harvey's my dog for anyone that doesn't know. So I I did I so I sent in a video of a hot take. And I was like, okay, this is a bit hot. So I'm going to have my dog feature in the video. So no one can be that mean to me. Because like, my dog is there and he's cute. But it didn't stop people being incredibly mean. Uh, but no, he, he is in bed now. So unfortunately, he won't be making an appearance. Uh, uh, it's sad. We send our send our best to, to Harvey for sure. But don't worry. No one's going to cut shoot promos like Stephanie did on on you during, during Wrestling <laughs> Daily for Thursday. 
This edition of True Hill Heat is brought to you by our very good friends over at Wrestling Travel as well as Mission Pro Wrestling and their tournament out of hell uh, big show coming up on Friday, November 6th. If you are watching this uh, when it goes live on our YouTube channel, it's probably after this show has happened, so you can order it on Title Match Wrestling Network. Huge show featuring Thunder Rosa going one-on-one with Ray Lynn. Shoutouts to Thunder Rosa and our great interview that we had with her so always always kind to those people at mission pro wrestling and of course this is the final stop before true hill heat 100 we're gonna have a whole bunch of very special guests for next week but we have to welcome uh louis with us as our final guest for 99 before we get to 100 so you have this honor and you complete the wrestling daily infinity gauntlet we've had alex mccarthy on we've had stephanie chase and now you uh, listen, I, I, I feel that I'm, I'm like the go-home angle before the pay-per-view that is, <laughs> that is 100. So no, I'm, I'm more than honoured to be uh, asked to be on this one over any other show. You have to live up to, to Eddie Kingston and John Moxley's promo. So, so we, we, I, don't, I don't know if that's possible. From <laughs> you, you can come close. Uh, you're, 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 you're my Eddie Kingston, sir. <laughs> it's a, that's a compliment. I'll take that. Exactly. So we have to start off things with our True Hill roll call. This is for our subscribers, our viewers of the True Hill Heat uh, podcast, whether you're listening to it or watching us on YouTube. Of course, if you're watching us on YouTube, give us a thumbs up, smash that subscribe button, and of course, the bell to stay notified for all the great content right here on True Hill Heat. But our roll call is for everyone's supporting us on social media as well. So we start with our top three conversation starters coming in at number three is our New Japan official. Yano James Wims coming in at number two is Argino Bismone and coming in at number one is the Negro Buck Nick Jackson so Nick is going to be on True Hill Heat 100 and I said we are going to retire his jersey for the 53 weeks straight that he's been on top of the the True Hill Trinity Garch. <laughs> True Hills, we got a shout out Marcus Dayet, uh, Reno Red, Mike Bryce, Michael Fanagan, and Raise on Wrestling over on uh, the Twitter machine. A couple of YouTube subscriber highlights for our comment section. Shaw Powers commented on J News Japan and he says, I've been enjoying Strong more than a lot of the main roster New Japan stuff, minus A Block. That was great. Dimitri Dixon commented on our True Hills BTR with Red Velvet. Great interview there. They're a very inspiring young lady who was on AEW Dynamite this past week, but, you know, got destroyed by Nyla Rose. God bless her soul. Uh, <laughs> he said that this was a great video. I love her energy, and she does have a very infectious energy. Uh, Dose of Reality 420 commented on Dark Power. Nice shirt talking about the Stat King. He says, I love that you guys cover UWN and Mission Pro Wrestling. I have been subbed to your channel for a while, but I really have time to watch but anything uh except for the indies so thanks for keeping me up to date we appreciate the love and jay lethal i'm pretty sure this is not the jay lethal from ring of no, it is it is it is. You're, you're probably right. I'll give you credit. <laughs> <laughs> he commented on True Hill Heat 98, and he said SP3 was definitely getting his melter on this episode. I think he's <laughs> referring to me not going five stars on Bailey versus Sasha. Great match, just not five stars to me. Teach his own. Uh, <laughs> and Kayfabe Tactics says, I think uh, the first half of Nitro is winning the Monday Night Wars. Talking about True Rewind 27. He said it's two back-to-back matches that were great. I can't wait 
until we get to an even better roster and more time. It's going to be great to rewatch. I agree with you. I hope we get past. We've got past 1995, so 1996 is getting better in our true. <laughs> recovery but we start off things with what we missed and what we missed was nxt uk with volta defeating Ilya dragunov in an absolute classic instant classic it was described by many as the most brutal match in wwe history and the first wwe match of 2020 to receive five stars from the wrestling observer newsletter louis what was your thoughts on volta versus Ilya dragunov did you did, do you think that it was a five-star matchup and just your overall thoughts on it being described as the most brutal WWE match in history? So I think that why this match was so impressive was because they used the fact there was no crowd to their advantage and we mm. haven't really seen that. Like, it's a skill. If they did the exact same match in front of fans, I don't think it would work as well and I don't know any other match that I can say that for, for the, like, over the pandemic era. I think, apart from possibly, like, in terms of pure wrestling match, like, I'm not counting things like Firefly Funhouse or Stadium Stampede. I think this was the best match of the no-fans era. And let's not forget, like, they are no fan, like, no fans at all. No, like, yeah. no one in the crowd, no one anything like that. It's literally no fans. So, no, listen, I think to do what they did in that capacity was incredibly impressive. Uh, I thought it was it did pr probably deserved five stars for that on its own. Uh, it, it was a great match, incredibly brutal. I think the fact that Ilya Dragunov is so pale really helped because his chest just lit up whenever Walter hit him with the chops. And uh, it, it was a really good match. And I think it was just another great outing for Walter or Volta, another great outing for NXT UK. So, yeah, good stuff all around. Well, how about you, Miss Chrissy Love? What was your thoughts on this match and those chops by Volta? Um, I became Volta fan. When did when did y'all y'all make me like, no, you gotta watch him, Chrissy, you gotta watch him. And to watch this match was just insane. Um, and like you guys said, for no crowd, it gave us so much energy, I feel. For no one to even be in the building. But they gave us a, they told us a story and they gave us something that we haven't like seen this, I guess, this whole pandemic per se. From anyone um but i kudos to them um very very good 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 match yeah i think it was the the tyler bait match last year at yeah. uh takeover cardiff that i was just yeah. like you, yeah. you gotta watch this match this yeah. match is amazing i i got a little bit of heat myself uh louis uh yesterday on wrestling daily on wednesday uh i said that this match wasn't five stars to me i think uh -oh. was, i think it was five <laughs> five and three quarters very close i just wish you know i i know it's nothing that they can control not having a crowd but having a crowd and dragon off winning in my opinion would have made this absolutely perfect it's one of the it's one it's probably the best empty arena match i've ever seen in my life but i don't think it was a perfect match it was very close though it's just absolutely yeah. brutal absolutely hard hitting and i absolutely i love this match and i don't disagree with anyone who thinks it's one of the matches of the year yeah but louis we have to bring up your your hot take, and I'll tell Chrissy all about it. He Louis Louis has been described as the co-host on Wrestling Daily, who is the uh, I, what did they call you, the salty one, or no? I think I, I don't know why. I, I don't know. I, I, okay, let let me explain. <laughs> so I sent in a hot take. We were right. So I do the hot takes for the show. So we have one or two people send in videos with their hot takes, and I so we were a bit short today. So I was like, okay. 
let me send one in. So mm-hmm. I think they took it as I was trying to worm my way into the show. It's a bit of a joke. <laughs> I but this hot take, listen, in hindsight, I don't think I explained it very well. But I stick by it. And a few people in the comments agreed with me. So I they don't did. think I'm totally out of like out, out of my mind. But I think the general consensus was it, it, it was a miss. It, it was definitely, <laughs> I, I, it, it was a miss. I, that's all I can say. Well, for, for Chrissy, I don't think she was able to catch Wrestling Daily today. Please tell her what your hot take was on a certain five-star match from last year. I was going to leave that to you because I don't even think I can say it. But I, but I, will, I, will, I will. So, I said Cody versus Dustin from Double or Nothing was very good. It was very, very good. It was okay. emotional, but it wasn't five stars. I don't think it was the match of the night match of like the match of the year candidate that everyone was making it out to be and what i think the blood is what would make everyone go like oh my god michael yeah i thought i i said oh i thought sure michaels versus the undertaker was better yes i think when i when i said which one both i think both were better First, okay. especially first, uh, first, uh, in in their, like the mania matches i think first was definitely better second was probably better um, okay. I basically said that, but I think people assume that for me to be like, oh, no one speaks about that match when it was more from, I guess, Meltzer's stance. And I know this is just one person's opinion, mm. but I don't know how you can watch both matches and give Cody and Dustin five stars, but not, for example, Taker and Sean. Agreed. I agree. I totally agree with you. I wasn't right. able to comment, but I totally agree that Meltzer was off when he rated the twenty-five, the WrestleMania twenty-five match between HBK and Taker. If there was ever a five-star WWE matchup, that's it. Yeah, one. Yeah. Yep. That's that's it. I I completely agree with you. I think like you like you said, your wording was a little bit off, and that's yeah. why they was like, oh, what do you mean people yeah. don't claim that this match is great? It is I great. I think it everybody. came off that I was like, hey, there's this match that no one remembers that I'm <laughs> talking about, and then that all right, what? And I'm like, Undertaker versus Shawn Michaels. And then I now everyone talks about that, but what I meant was in terms of if you watch them side by side, and I know this is an issue with I guess Meltzer star ratings, and not with them, but people and even myself, I take them as gospel. Like when I look at the newsletter every week, I do look for his star ratings, and I do take them as as a guide. So when mm. he when he talks about like the what well, I used to anyway, but now I've got more into it myself. I've realised that say I didn't watch like Helena Cell. I think, all right, if I need to watch any of the Hell and Cell matches, it will probably, I'll skip the first one, Roman and Jay. That got three and three and a half or three and I think a quarter. So I was like, all right, I'll skip that one. But no, that for me was the best match on the card. I understand why he gave it the rating he did because in terms of actual wrestling, it wasn't like, there weren't, there wasn't wrestling stuff. But um, yeah, I think that it's more of an issue in terms of the fact, how could you give one five stars and the other, which, as you say, if there's ever a WWE main roster match that was five stars, it's Undertaker versus Shawn Michaels and WrestleMania yeah. 25. Yeah, I mean, I, I've said this a couple of times on here, like, for matches like AJ Styles versus John Cena from, like, SummerSlam 2016 or Royal Rumble 2017. Those are five-star matches to me, but he gave it just four and three quarters. And I've been called a melter myself by giving matches, you know, four and three quarters instead of five stars. So I definitely agree with you. Melter looks for certain things that we don't all look for, that mm-hmm. we would describe as a perfect match, but he's looking for something else. So... I 
yeah. I got what you were saying. It wasn't that that hot of a take for for getting you know shoot promoed on by Stephanie. <laughs> I, I messaged her off the show, and I was like. Thank you for going easy on me. She's like, it's fine. <laughs> what can I do? What can I do? But you know what? But I stick by it. I think now it's very hard to explain. And this isn't just for me. It's for anyone with a hot take. It's very hard to explain what you're trying to get across in 30 seconds. Yes, yes. That's one of the probably the, the best parts of Wrestling yeah. Daily. So so we got to get Chrissy to send in a hot take. You, you got you got some spicy takes. Maybe you're okay. you're she she has called the, the G1 climax. She said it sounds like a porno more than a wrestling tournament. In isolation, hang on. In isolation, I don't disagree. It don't, <laughs> if, if you said to me, oh, I'm going to watch the G1 climax. I and I didn't know what the G1 Climax was, I, I wouldn't be like, okay, it's not an adult movie. I wouldn't, I would automatically want... Okay, okay, so that's not too much of a hot take. See, you, 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 always different opinions here on True Hill. <laughs> so, I'm, the, I'm the guest, I've got to be nice to you guys. I can't just sit here and isolate your hot takes. <laughs> you can, you can, it's fine. We like the heat. We like uh, the heat, we like, exactly, that's why it's True Hills. That's fine. So, we got to move on to SmackDown over on SmackDown where was Jey Uso turning heel and falling in line with not the Tribal Chief, your Tribal Chief, our Tribal Chief, Roman Reigns by defeating and destroying Daniel Bryan. Uh, we also had Aaliyah Mysterio proclaim her love for Murphy to her family. Uh, I would ask you, you go to you, Chrissy, what was your thoughts on the Aaliyah Mysterio uh, storyline? I know you review SmackDown with your kids. How was that? How was explaining that storyline to your, your two young boys? It was more so um, funny that I had to explain it to my husband more than the kids. Because um, <laughs> he's like, wait, hold on. Who is that? And what happened? And, like, how old is she? And, wait, how old is he? Like, the whole, like, dynamic between all of them. I was like, okay, well. I had to, like, literally, like, pause the TV. I'm like, okay, well, this is who this is. That's Rey Mysterio's daughter. I had to go down, like, the whole list, like, the whole, like, background story. The whole family tree. The whole family tree, exactly. And then he's like, okay. And then... Once he saw the fight of the, the father and son come, he's like, oh, so this is like some real like hood stuff going on outside, like in the ring, though. Yeah, it was really fun, you know, to explain that to Mr. Love, you know. <laughs> I, I, I always love Mr. Love's reaction to those type of stuff, so I've I, I definitely got to go out my way to watch it. Just that <laughs> in isolation. Uh, Louie, what's your thoughts on Jay Uso's heel turn and the potential uh, stable behind our tribal chief, Roman Reigns? Oh, I love it. I love everything that Roman Reigns is doing right now. I think he's fantastic. And I don't think actually Jey Uso is getting enough credit for holding up more than his end of the bargain with this whole thing. He has been fantastic. And I mean, over the last, I think, two months or a month even, he's beaten AJ Styles and Daniel Bryan yeah. on, on, on TV. So I think mm -hmm. if you... And he hasn't quit, really, with Roman Reigns. So, I mean, yeah. those two matches... Like, he his brother threw in the towel once, and then he, he only, I guess, quit... quit to protect his brother. So, I mean, the story is incredible. And like, it's got so much potential. I'm, I'm, I really love it. The, the stable, when, when Jay, Jimmy eventually comes back, and I guess we might have like a Jimmy and Jay match, which I just love, where I guess Jimmy... Oh, is brother kind of and good. brother, another one? Wow, that would be awesome. I where, didn't think about that yet. Where, where, yeah, Jimmy's, really? where Jimmy's kind wow. of like, well, exactly, Jimmy's like, well, like, what are you doing? What have you become? Right. 
I think it'd be, it could be so cool. And if you told me, even a couple of months ago, that my favourite thing on in WWE, in wrestling, would be heel Roman Reigns defending his Universal Championship in an I Quit Hell in a Cell match against Jay Uso, I'd be like, no, you're crazy. That No. But honestly, it's been my favorite thing, and it's come out of nowhere. And for once with WWE, and I'm not I'm not a WWE hater, but I think it's pretty objectively <laughs> known that they don't tend to follow long-term storytelling or things that are well thought out. But you can tell this is thought out week in, week out. Everything they've done since Roman's return has made sense. And when was the last time we could say that a storyline running from the middle of August to now, so two and a half months, everything has made sense? It's like, the best thing going on right now. The whole, the whole thing. If you want to, yeah. you know, it is hundred percent. It's definitely one of the best storylines of 2020. It's by far the best storyline in WWE. I would say in a few years. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. I definitely. would say since like Brian versus the Authority, this is the most I've been into a WWE feud, and that one happened by accident. This one was. Yeah, <laughs> was listen, Road Dog has said it didn't, and I trust Road Dog. If he said that it's not, I have no reason not to believe good, honest road dog. But uh, as you say, this seems like it's thought out, like this is the plan all along. Uh, At no point have I felt, "Mm, that wasn't the plan or that hasn't worked. Everything has hit and it's hit probably better than I expected it to. After Clash of Champions, I was like, I don't want to see another match between them because they'll just retread old ground and it won't be fresh. And then I was like, how can they top Clash of Champions? And then Hell in a Cell happened, and that's how you top Clash of Champions. So every they're proving me wrong. They're proving everyone wrong. And that's what you want from a wrestling show. You want to be surprised. You want to, as much as we like to be right, there's no better thing in wrestling when you think you're right and then you get proved wrong by company. And you're like, okay, maybe I'm not the smart asked than i thought i was so no this was great and honestly if people are turned off by wwe and i understand why they would be i think this is a perfect storyline to get you back in and make you realize that when they put their minds to it the the video packages no one doesn't better when they put their mind to it not no one is better than wwe yeah. They, they just hit all the, the boxes. They check all the boxes up, up and down. And I've said it on a few occasions, but if we would have got this Roman Reigns five years ago, Roman would not be in WWE because he's so good. He would be in Hollywood. His acting, his portrayal <laughs> of this character has proven to me that he would have had a rock one run if he would have turned yeah. heel a long 100%. time ago. 100%. He'll be, I think once this pandemic is over, he'll be in hollywood before before Ooh, hollywood. we're gonna have another star that leaves us and goes over to make movies no i think he's that good honestly he's been good. wow the final note from smackdown sasha banks and bailey make their rematch official that's going to be coming up uh this this coming week on smackdown over on raw drew mcintyre stops the miz from cashing in money in the bank and then that he defeats bad, man <laughs> and then he Bye. uh but it, but it was the best roar in a long time, and it was yes. still a bad roar. <laughs> <laughs> if that, okay, that makes sense. Yes, you're right. You're absolutely right. All of the above. Because because they set the bar so low, it's like when it goes above a five, <laughs> it's the best raw in a while. Like that's how low they've set the bar. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> he also defeated Miz and Morrison in the main event. We we also had Braun Strowman qualify for Team Raw by beating Keith Lee and Sheamus in a pretty good uh, three way match. I might say it was a lot of uh, hoss a hoss fight, a three way hoss fight, which was nice. And AJ Styles was the MVP of that whole entire segment with his uh, commentary. <laughs> AJ is the best man. The why? I just, I just, I just love AJ. Uh, we also had the Fiend further his, set his sights on Randy Orton. Hurt Business defeat the New Day in a non-title match, and of course, our favorite subject here on True Hill Heat: Retribution uh, attacked uh, Ricochet and Tucker, as well as Reckoning set her sights on Oscar. This is one route I didn't think we would see: is a uh, Reckoning versus Oscar feud. Do you think that that has any potential in my might be able to revitalize this whole retribution angle. I'll start with you, Louis. No. <laughs> no. Like, I, I don't think anything can. The only thing that could legit, legitimately do it is if they vo- if they attack Vince McMahon and kayfabe kill him off, and that's how we, and, and and that's how we get rid of Vince McMahon. If that if if we're sitting here in a week's time and that's how retribution like that's what they do on Raw next week, I'd be like, okay, maybe there's something for this group. But no, like there's nothing I can legitimately think of they could do that could save this group. I don't like throwing this word around, but they've been buried for me. I, I think it's not a word that you throw around in this occasion, honestly. And then the final note that I have from Raw, which I'll ask you about, Chrissy, is Lana goes through a table for the seventh time in eight weeks. And apparently this is all a part of a big baby face push for Lana. I will give them credit, though. This was the first week where Lana was portrayed as a baby face. Uh, the other weeks where she went through tables, she was just a dweeby heel who just who Nia Jax comedy, comically put through a table. But this week, they actually portrayed her as a babyface, in my opinion. But what's your thoughts on this recurring joke on Monday Night Raw of Lana going through a table, Chrissy? That's what the only thing that she's actually really good for right now. Um, unfortunately, I'm sad to say love love her, but un- unfortunately, right now. They're, they're using her as a gimmick. Like, they're not taking this seriously, really. Like, we're not... Re- Come on, Lana, really? Like, for her to even be in the whole, like, Survivor Series, like, group is just, like, comical to me. Anywho, but, yeah, let her keep going through tables. She want to keep going through tables. It's all fun and games. It's all... That, that's what it, that's what she's here for. You're used to be thrown through a table, sis. Yeah. Um, Sorry. <laughs> yeah, there's not much else I could say say uh, from Lana other than this at this point. Right, <laughs> exactly. You know, she has an accent one week, the other week she doesn't have an accent. So, like, let's throw her through tables every week now. That's that's what she's good for. At least she's kind of dropped that. At least, at least she she's staying straight with just the English accent from now. Uh, and then our final. I, d- I don't hate it. You don't? No. What, I... what do you see the potential out of this? So yes, I think please. she's gonna be the sole survivor at Survivor Series. Oh, uh, like every like other match, she's gonna like be sitting in the corner or like on the floor, and then all of a sudden she Nia, just wins. Nia, Nia Jax is gonna put her through the table right at the beginning. Everyone, <laughs> okay. everyone else will get eliminated, <laughs> and then she'll be there on the side. I think it will be her and Nia Jax. Nia Jax will win the whole thing for herself. She'll be celebrating, and Lana will still be Lana. L- Lana will still be lying lying down on the announce table that's been broken, just dead, <laughs> not having done anything. But she'll be the survivor, I think. That, and then she'll run around saying that she was one of the sole survivors. I don't hate it. I really don't hate it. I think it's, it's listen, as you said, like, Lana, if this was happening to an Asuka, with all due respect, right. to, 
with Delana, if this was happening to an Asuka or a Shayna Baszler or a Bianca Belair, I'd be sitting here thinking, this isn't great. But right. Lana's getting on TV more than she has before. And I mean, people are saying, oh, this is... Lana's getting buried for the whole Miro stuff. It's not like Lana was winning beforehand. Exactly. She never was winning. Right. You're telling me Lana gets on Survivor, the Survivor Series team like last year? Or I don't know, she might have been actually. But she doesn't get featured on TV every single week facing the Raw Women's Champion. That doesn't happen. So I, I genuinely think they, they, in their own way, have plans for her somehow. I think this, yeah, this this is a direction. I will I will give you that. You're you're on point there. This is more direction than she has been in the past. Our our final show that we miss uh, during our time off was Impact Wrestling this week. Sammy Callahan and Eric Young beat uh, Eddie Edwards and Rich Swan, setting up Sammy versus Rich for the Impact World Title at Turning Point. The investigation of who shot Bravo uh, begins with ten suspects named. Uh, Doc Gallows beat. Ethan, Ethan Page to set up Good Brothers versus The North for the Impact Tag Team titles at Turning Point. Sue Young gets disqualified against Deanna Parraza to set up a no-DQ knockout championship match at Turning Point. And speaking of the knockouts division, we gotta bring this up. Kylie Ray announced this week her retirement during her Patreon account uh, dealing with being unwell due to her mental health. And this finally explains her absence from Bound for Glory and it kind of puts a bow on what has been uh, a troubling time for her so we send our best wishes to Kylie Ray but I gotta ask you guys your thoughts on Kylie Ray calling it a career after this whole issue that she's had I'll start with you Louis um it's obviously sad it's incredibly sad that, that this has had to happen ultimately yes seeing her wrestle would be nice but she's got to put her health first and I think that obviously it's it's it does prove that we live in a bubble where we go onto Twitter and say we didn't like that match or yeah. we think we think this person that but I think people just need to realize that if if I'm on Twitter and I'm looking up like if I'm a wrestler and I'm looking up and I see all these negative comments about my match it is going to have an impact on me so I just think everyone just be nice to each other obviously we send out our well, I send out my best wishes to Carly I'm sure you guys would 100% too and I hope that yeah. whatever she decides to do in the future and whatever basically whatever she does I hope she finds happiness and is 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 content with what she's doing because that's the yeah. main thing Absolutely. I know that you kind of said similar things on the last episode we had, Miss Chrissy Love, but what's your thoughts on her finally calling it a career and no longer a professional wrestler? Um, well, we, we said something was up for her not to just like show You just don't like not show up to work. So we obviously said something might have was for her health wise. We just want her to just be better and just at the end of the day, you, you can't do your job if your health is not good. So if, you, if you're not feeling good or you're not, you, you know, 100% you need to get yourself better and then maybe it's like a semi-retirement where she just needs to like just get her own self mind body and soul spirit all of the above together before she can do this other passion that she had loved so I, I send my thoughts and prayers to her and I hope that everything goes well for her and, and she gets whatever she needs 
Yeah, sometimes you're not going to get happiness out of this business. I know it's a, something that gets us a lot of happiness, but it's not always for the performer. So as long as she gets that happiness away from the ring, she just recently got engaged to Isaiah uh, Velasquez. So I hope that she has you know a great wedding, that she finds that inner, inner peace and love and happiness outside of the ring because she deserves it. We've seen with the outpouring of everyone who's worked with her or not worked with her, come across her, just spread that love on social media which is something that we don't yeah. usually see so i'm very happy that you know that's happened even though she's not here to see it she's taking time off from social media but it shows that she was a genuine nice person so we send all our best wishes and our thoughts and prayers to kylie ray and yep. if this is the end of her career she had a great career for the mm -hmm. short time that she was here yes so we have to move on guys to our top news story and our top news story is kind of a good one where we have to talk about wwe again and their off off of television antics with the twitch ban is put into effect by wwe uh biggest news we were not able to talk about last week was that the wwe's third party ban came into effect this past week with some general unhappiness expressed by the wwe roster mainly by former divas champion Paige. on her stream last thursday Paige went off on an emotional rant speaking about her frustrations saying and i'm gonna try Try to try to censor as best as I can because there's a lot of a lot of things to censor here. I've honestly got to the point where I cannot deal with this company anymore. So now I have to make a very important decision. I am effing tired, man. I broke my effing neck uh, twice twice for this company over effing worked. I broke my effing neck twice for this company. All I wanted was to. They don't realize that this community isn't just about effing subs it isn't about that we built a wonderful community a wonderful effing family where this is an escape for a lot of people including myself i can't yeah. wrestle anymore i was worked so hard in wwe that i can't wrestle anymore my neck is effed up uh my whole dreams got taken away from me dude and i had to have something that fulfilled even a small part of that that huge effing void and um that i lost with wrestling an effing void i couldn't wrestle anymore something i lived breathed and effing shit oh excuse me <laughs> wrestling <laughs> since i was a fetus dude and it got ripped away from me According to PW Insider, WWE talent reportedly tried to change Vince's mind on the subject before the shutdown happened. Uh, several talents met with him to discuss uh, the issue, but since... Uh High-profile talents like AJ Styles suspended their streams. It doesn't seem that it's going to be successful. According to Dave Meltzer of Wrestling Observer, there's a lot of unhappiness backstage with talent over the new policy. He added that there is several people in WWE who are talking to former Democratic presidential candidate Andrew Yang in regards to this. Uh, and then also, he did note that this is kind of a bad time to do this with this being an election, an election season, and it may may transpire that the politics have an effect on WWE and this third party ban. Paige has since went on to say that she will continue streaming on Twitch while Zelina Vega has opened up her own OnlyFans account in response. So I will start with you, Miss Chrissy Love. What do you think will be the backlash and response from the WWE roster in regards to this third party ban? Some people are going to rebel and be like the real retribution and leave, probably. You think so? 
I think so. Especially like you've gotten people to the point where they had like an outlet that, you know, was not tied down. It was something that they had for themselves, especially like Paige. Paige is not even wrestling. Like she's not like she's nowhere near on nothing on TV right now. Like, so this is something for an outlet for her to like see fans and like talk to people and like do things. And for you to take that away, is just like, why? Like it's a whole pandemic. Like people need some type of means to like do things. And you, you want to take those things away from people. And that you can pay for them to have like five minutes on Zoom. And they want to take it to make money for themselves and count right. it against their, their actual pay. Uh, Louie, I'll go to you. Do you think that there's going to be any like political response with Andrew Yang and a potential you know change with the election that is still ongoing here in the States? So do you think that's going to have any effect on WWE and their third-party ban? Um, I think if Biden gets in and obviously i'm not sure when uh, uh, when no one basically knows when this result is going to come through so it could be by the time this goes out that you guys know but um yeah i think if biden wins and andrew yang gets on the cabinet we could be seeing some some changes um i don't know about but potentially i don't know whether the changes will be huge but i think there will be some sort of like WWE may allow people to stream on Twitch. I think there would we probably won't have like a massive independent contractor thing, where the whole in terms of WWE realize oh crap like we can't have our wrestlers independent contractors, but I think we could start seeing people like able to stream on Twitch maybe along those lines. I mean it all depends on I think a lot of the election results because if if Trump gets in again there's no chance <laughs> there, there there is no chance that uh, anything good uh, would anything sort of positive WWE talent would come of it because I mean uh. it, McMahon's a, a big donator to Trump so I can't see him basically going against her so it's going to be very interesting times. What do you guys think about uh, Paige continuing to stream? Do you think there's going to be any type of response from WWE in regards to her continuing on on Twitch, especially if she's going to be vocal against WWE? Because you gotta you gotta think that you know guys like AJ Styles kind of telling behind the scenes stuff on Twitch were part of the reason why WWE looked into this whole thing. What about you, Louis? I mean, good for Paige. Like, good yeah. for her. She mm-hmm. she has had such a rough go of it over the past couple of years with obviously the leaks, then having to retire, and then coming back, and then having to retire. I think it's like she she and she doesn't have that interaction on the road with talent. Not even that with with like I know it's crap the Thunderdome, but at least you feel like you're you sort of, <laughs> you, you're, sort of, you're sort of there with people to an extent. Like she is like obviously having to stay in a lot of the time she mentioned that this is a massive outlet for her and she can't do that i'm surprised it even applied to her i'm so i presume she's still on a superstars contract yeah but um yeah i hope that they nothing comes of it from her i think i hope nobody realized hey listen she might be on a superstars contract but she is not a wrestler anymore she is like a Mick Foley who has been plugging his cameo. She is like that kind of person who still has ties to the company, but isn't a on-screen character. Um, so, yeah, I mean, what can you do? What can you do? But, I mean, good for her, and I hope that she... I hope nothing sort of negative comes out of it. 
Yeah. I, I would hope so because she's been through so much and I think right. that just poured out during the whole stream. I mean, it's probably not the best place to pour it out in WWE's mind, but I mean it makes for great topics for us to discuss on podcasts like this. So I enjoyed it. <laughs> I, I, I had a good news writing session uh after her twitch stream although it's never nice to see anyone upset i could get a few headlines out of that but i mean more than anything i hope she's all right because it can't be easy for her and anyone involved i feel bad for the talent like yeah i feel bad for the talent and they've they've been through enough they're dealing with the whole pandemic they're entertaining us while you know it's not the best time for them to even be performing and then they have to deal with this whole nonsense so not only is it an election season and that's a terrible move for it to happen at this time but during a whole global pandemic you gotta feel for them when they're not making that live event money and this is another source of income for them WWE just wants to snatch it away it's not the best look for the company in general Definitely. So I think I think we can mark it right there for Louis. I know you are a busy, busy man. Yeah. I know you got to get on another podcast, but we thank you for coming on here on True Heel Heat. You completed our Wrestling Daily Infinity Gauntlet, sir. And I know I know you have are a busy, busy man. You probably got a bunch of interviews on tap. I know you're going to be on Wrestling Sheets podcast as well. But anything you would like to plug on your social media or anything else for our fans watching? Well, I mean, thank you guys for having me on. I really appreciate it. You guys do some great stuff and are criminally, I guess, under... <laughs> undervalued in the wrestling community so obviously for everyone out here well there's watching you guys you got a good set of fans so uh yeah, yeah uh just follow me on twitter at the louis dangle uh, i'm part of wrestling daily uh so do that twice a week three times a week for a pay-per-view and i just yeah I, i've interviewed ftr this week so that's gone out on the wrestle hey. channel and yeah, that was a really good interview. They said that they weren't actually overly happy with the build to their full gear match. Aww. So, and I guess that that was kind of refreshing to hear that us fans aren't going a little bit crazy because I was one of the people that was like, hey, the build's been good, but... <laughs> not great. Yeah. So uh, if, if you guys obviously just head on over to their Wrestle2, that's where you can find the majority of the stuff I do. And obviously with you as well on Wrestling Daily on Wednesdays, which is which is a great show. Even even as, as, as a busy person, I still find time in the week to make sure I watch your, your, your show and Stephanie's show of the Wrestling Daily because they are more often than not incredibly entertaining. <laughs> absolutely we bring the goods four times a week five times on a pay-per-view and i i, I gotta actually very quickly because you were the man talking to fdr and i think that through you know six it's like telephone when it comes to headlines and wrestling media but do you describe FTR's frustration with just the storyline or AEW? Because I think that through the telephone line, it's been misconstrued and said, "Oh, FTR is complaining about another company." When I really feel, when I li- when I watched your interview, which what you did a great job doing, it just seemed like they were just frustrated that they didn't get enough time for this storyline. I guess it's it's a combination of the two. They are frustrated with the build, but the people booking the like booking the shows. RFTR, AW. So I can understand why people would say, oh, frustrated, FTR frustrated with AW because they are the ones booking the shows. So I could understand the link there. But yeah, it's, it's a, it's, yeah, listen, I think that what 
they understand that fans haven't been overly happy. And it probably isn't. They dreamt about this for four years. So I think that, I think regardless of what the build was, there were probably aspects of it that weren't what they had mulled over in their heads. But I think yeah. regardless, this match is going to be so good. I can't yeah. wait for it. I know people are talking about Kingston and Moxley and Omega and Page, but this is the one that I can't wait to see. I think when you see those two teams in the ring, after all the history they've got together, it's going to be, it's going to be incredible. What is the match tonight? What do you think? I think this will be a match of the night. Okay. I mean, I'm a massive FTR fan, so I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm always going to save them. Okay. Um, I think the, the show's stacked, and the fact so many people have a different match of the night. That That's what's going to make it great. Absolutely. It's going to be top-notch stuff at Full Gear. And check out Louis on all his social media, on the Wrestle2 YouTube channel, as well as Wrestle Talk. If you like to read articles, he does great articles as well, and he's always got his exclusives. You are one of the best in wrestling media, sir, so we thank you for taking the time to be on True Hill Heat. Thank you very much, and I appreciate you guys for having me on and your very kind words. All right, we have to move on, and Louie is out, and we welcome in our resident true heel alcoholic himself, Top Guy JJ. Welcome. Oh, Sean. yes, sir. <laughs> jumping, jumping in at that jumping. You got to, got to jump in at the, the at the high point of the show. You know, we are about to get real gritty right now. Hey, boo. Hey, hon. How are yo, you? Yo, yo, what's up with yo? Come on, yo. You're all right. You know what? When you make it big time, just, just, just make sure that you know. <laughs> I, I, I get a personal text, at least a card. Just remembering that you know you got people making accounts by you now. I was like, oh, I was like, holy shit! You got like seventeen new accounts. Oh, you got it, boo boo. I'm so annoyed by it. Oh. I so thought annoyed. I was yeah. like annoyed by getting oh, weird messages and shit. I don't get accounts, accounts created. Jesus, that's some. Epic. And the stuff is still live. If anyone is watching, please go on there and shut it down. Shut it yeah, down. I, I, I don't know why IG still has that live. Like I'm about to put in. I'm about to call corporate or send an email to someone because this is ridiculous. They say report the stuff and the stuff is still up there. Yeah, yeah IG lets let stuff get away all the yeah. time. That's, that's ridiculous, yo. Like, come on, man. Like, people do better, yo. Like, is this really what you have in your free time is to sit there and mock and copy other people? Like, damn, at least wait till, till Chrissy gets into the business. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Like, like wait till we get our foots in the door, you know? Well, if your friend requests me, I'm sorry. You have to wait until I, I approve it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's a fact. Gotta wait, gotta wait in line, but we gotta move into, of course, wrestling. That's what we're here for. And our next top news story is two huge documentaries scheduled for WWE on Netflix. Uh, we spoke about on True Hill Heat 98. We broke the news as it came in that WWE and Bill Simmons will be teaming up for a docu-series centered on the life and times of Vince McMahon. This week, in an appearance on the Chris Van Bleek Show on YouTube, uh, Lillian Garcia revealed that she was approached by WWE about being featured in a documentary on Stone Cold Steve Austin. According to Garcia, the producers from The Last Dance, the critically acclaimed acclaimed 10-part series on Michael Jordan and the Chicago Bulls are the ones in charge of the Austin documentary. Garcia said, WWE contacted me and they said the producers from The Last Dance are going to reach out to you. They want you to uh, to do their documentary 
documentary to be in their documentary it's crazy because when i got the message i was literally just watching the last dance documentary i said jake i'm literally watching your documentary right now this is amazing i come to find out that they want to do a documentary for stone coast Steve boston and it's coming out next year these two docuseries are reportedly scheduled to be streamed on netflix as i said before what are you guys thoughts on a potential basic man documentary and which part would you most be interested in them covering we will start with you top guy jj oh wow a vince mcmahon documentary i mean i think i would kind of be interested in what goes through his mind with future planning booking and decisions financially because obviously he's done a lot in this world that works Mm-hmm. So just to kind of tap into the to the mind of somebody that is such honestly he's a visionary to tap into kind of what his process is still on a daily basis even at almost 75 years old basically I think it would be very interesting to see in a sense like what what goes through this man's mind like what is his thought process like And when it comes to him dealing with disgruntled talent, when it comes to him taking backlash, when it comes to him having to deal with the everyday life, because us on even on True Hill Heat, one of the, you know, we 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 have a lot of fun. We talk a lot of shit, but he deals with a lot of real life scrutiny. So how does he handle all of that? And that would be really kind of interesting to see how how he he takes that all in and turns that into positive, positive influence to keep his company going how about you miss chrissy love which part it's, it's going to be more i think like a retrospective i don't suspect visit band to uh be forthcoming when it comes to like what's his mind state right now i think maybe we would get more more introspective on what was his mind state in certain parts of his uh time in professional wrestling because wow. if you know anything about visig man he's not going to be forthcoming with what's going to be his mind state for I'm, now I, especially I, I, at I'm, 75 i think i'm just saying that documentaries i mean i mean I, and I listen i would be interested in that too but documentaries you know everything is fair game so if he's if he's open to share some of that not stuff, with I would... man. And WWE yeah. is working with Bill Simmons. It's not Bill Simmons. It's different from the Stone Cold documentary. Stone Cold documentary are going to be by the producers of The Last Dance. Bill Simmons is like a co-producer with WWE for the Visic Man doc- documentary. That's why it's a little bit different on what we're going to get from so, those two documentaries. So it's a little bit fluffed up. It's a little bit caked up. That, that's why I'm kind of on the fence when it comes to the Visic Man documentary because we all know WWE likes to have revisionist so we're not history. Getting, we're not getting it raw then. That means we're not getting it raw. Like the last dance, we got it raw. Like even the when the, the, the Bulls teams were going through their hardships while winning. Like we saw what they were going through while yeah. being champions. Yeah, like but they, even with the the last dance, we talked. It was more Michael Jordan. What was your mind state in this period of your career? They didn't talk to Michael Jordan about what was his mind state at his stage now, being you know a mogul and entrepreneur. They talked about what was your mind state in 1998, going into your last season. What was your mind state in 1992, trying to win your your first championship? Wait, what, what was your mind state when you stopped Isaiah Thomas from going to the Dream Team? Hey, exactly. It wasn't about what's your mind state now. It's about what was your mind state at that period. That's what I was saying. It's kind of different what the what you would be looking for in that regard. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it's a little different dynamic too, man, because obviously Jordan has two careers. He has a career as an owner. He has a career as a player. So Vince McMahon's career has been strictly owner. Yeah. So I, I think that's the kind of way I was just tapping into my curiosity with that. 
Yeah, definitely. So how about the Stone Cold documentary, Miss Chrissy Love? What's your thoughts on the uh, potentially the Last Dance producers uh, being in charge of the the Stone Cold doc? And do you consider Stone Cold Steve Austin to be the Michael Jordan of professional wrestling? Woo! Oh, damn. Wow. Oh, oh, you got that one. Go ahead. Okay, well, okay. Um, I'm excited about the docu-series, um, especially if it's done how The Last Dance was done, which was superb, which I just actually finished, uh, I want to say yesterday. Um, I, I'm very excited to see what it is that they're going to do. Like, is it going to be, like, from beginning to end? Is it just going to be, like, from a particular, like, portion of when like you know how they did the last dance was a, is from here to here are they gonna do like his whole career or are they gonna just do like from the attitude era to like the end like no it's gonna be out? on his on his old career that's why that's why i said like i had to kind of structure it like the last dance is gonna focus on his entire career it's not gonna focus on stone cold steve austin it's gonna focus on steve williams wrestling career mm, interesting I still watch it, especially you know Netflix. I'm I'm paying for. It. I'm gonna watch it. <laughs> <laughs> now, is he the Michael Jordan of the WWE? That of, is a professional professional wrestling. wrestling. Professional wrestling. Ooh, I have to say no. I don't think he is. Okay. I don't. I don't, I don't think he is. JJ, who would you say is the Michael Jordan of professional wrestling? That's hard. That's it's, hard. If yeah. I had to think about something off the top of my head, like I would have to say, I would have to say Ric Flair. Mm. And, and, and that like being is because he was the most polarizing and the winningest wrestler in the history of the business. And still imitated today. The, the fact that he was both polarizing and a mega winner. Like, he had the whole package, and he was obviously a superb wrestler, legendary character. He had it all. Like, he can be argued as the GOAT personified. Like, it was kind of a toss-up to think about between him and, uh, it sound, would sound kind of biased, like John Cena, even. Just because of how polarizing and how much winning they did. So, the, when it... I can agree yeah. with the Ric Flair. The Ric Flair, that was a yeah, that's a that's a good a, yeah. a good shout. I think the best comparison I can give to Michael Jordan and Stone Cold Steve Austin was Stone Cold was the biggest superstar at the biggest time in professional wrestling. Right. Just like Michael Jordan was the biggest athlete in the biggest time in basketball right. history. So right. I think that that's where the comparison comes in. But if I'm gonna call him the I wouldn't call him the GOAT. I would oh, say yeah. the GOAT conversation goes more for Ric Flair, and it also plays in line with my other comparison that I've done in the past. That Shawn Michaels is Kobe Bryant. The the because 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 Shawn Michaels had two different parts of two his career. It's like Kobe had the number eight career and the number twenty four career. So yeah, I can that yeah. kind of works better because they were kind of my how how Kobe saw Michael Jordan is the same way how Shawn Michaels saw Ric Flair. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yes, good, good, good job, guys. Love it. And, and and this is not obviously a knock on Stone Cold Steve Austin. It's really just more of it took Stone Cold Steve Austin too many years to become as great as he became, and it didn't last long enough. Yeah. So his, his run started essentially in 
96 going into 97 and he became he became the great the greatest thing ever in 1998 yeah. and it really only lasted like three years yeah. so for it not to have lasted that long you can't be called the goat of the history of the business right off of basically he's all stone cold steve austin to me is the gale sayers of professional wrestling if anybody understands the sport of football and knows who Gale Sayers is, how his career was dramatically cut short, but we knew how great that man was going to be, mm-hmm. that's to me what Stone Cold Steve Austin is. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Good shout there. Which uh, final question for you guys before we move on? Would you? What do you think will be the more successful or more critically acclaimed documentary, the Vince McMahon or Stone Cold Steve Austin, or which one are you most excited for? Is a better question, Chrissy Love. Um, I would say the Stone Cold one because they're gonna give us give it to us raw. It's not gonna be like fluffed up and like I, that one's gonna give us the straight for. They're not gonna like just give us any crap. The other one, Vin, Vince got to say on what's going to happen, so he probably want them to say, well, no, he was a great guy. No, say he's an awesome guy. Like, things like that, you know? I feel you. Uh, JJ? I completely agree. Stone Cold, no matter what, because one, Stone Cold is the guy that we were fans of. He's the athlete. He's the journeyman that became the greatest thing since sliced bread. And his is not going to be completely narrated by him. I I agree that, but it's both going to be very exciting oh, to, yeah, yeah, to yeah. watch unfold I'm, I'm for sure. For sure, duh. <laughs> I will I will still critique the other one. Of course. Uh, so we got to move on to week fifty three of the Wednesday Night War. This is some of your guys' favorite time of the show, where we break down WWE, NXT, and AEW Dynamite, and let you know what we thought was the better show for the week. We, of course, break down both shows and let you know the ratings. And, of course, if you don't like our opinions, you can watch our good brothers, Chris G, along with Mary Jane, and the Connoisseur of War reporting, Romeo Anthony Colon on Wednesday Night Warriors, as they break down both shows. Or if you just like like AEW, you could check out All Elite Recap with Marcus Cash and Jimmy Macaram, and they break down and have unique opinions on AEW Dynamite. But it is about that time. Miss Christy Love, you want to hit the drums? So, for week 53 of the Wednesday Night War, I have to start off by saying both shows did not rank in the top 50 in the 1849 key demo. The, um, the, um, the, the, um, the count. Exactly, exactly. The election results is the big rating straw for this week. But WWE NXT comes in with 610,000 viewers. Two AEW Dynamite with 717,000 viewers. AEW Dynamite ranked 56 in the 18-49 key demo, while NXT ranked 68. And AEW Dynamite was actually the number two non-new show in the 18-49 key demo on Wednesday night behind Real Housewives of the OC. So... Little, little. Oh, they did last night. Sorry, friends. Yeah, you know, you know, but number two, that's that's still good for that's, not. That's great. Yeah. When the when the, the, the election. <laughs> exactly when the United States is burning in this election, <laughs> WWE NXT had Tommaso Ciampa defeating El Velveteen Dream in the main event. We also had Dakota Kai pull off an upset, in my opinion, over. Yes. 
Verboon with a distraction from Raquel Gonzalez. Tony Storm defeated Shotzi Blackheart after a distraction from Candice LeRae, who ran down Shotzi's tank after the match. And Shotzi cried. Shotzi, it was it was horrifying her scream. I'm still haunted by it today. Kashida <laughs> Kashida defeated uh, Cameron Grimes after Grimes is scared of last week's zombie referee the kings of nxt as they will be known that is the group captained by pat mcafee along with pete dunn danny birch and oni lurkin they attacked killian dane drake maverick and ever rise and then threw the the undisputed era's banner in the trash lighting it on fire and they also smashed uh dane's head in a car door aew dynamite it was the go-home show for aew full gear this saturday john moxley and eddie king Kingston had a brilliant promo exchange during their face-to-face to build up their full gear I quit match. We got a fantastic, absolutely superb page versus Omega video package yeah, set to yeah. don't you don't know what you got till it's gone by Cinderella, the <laughs> 80s hair band. And we also had sit-down interviews with both Paige and Omega, which were really good as well. The Young Bucks defeated Private Party in a solid match. Then FTR attacked them, but Paige and Omega made the save. MJF and Warlow defeated Sammy Guevara and Ortiz. And after the match, MJF rushed uh, Chris Jericho uh, showing he is crazy enough to be in the inner circle, which Chris Jericho's shot a smile at for the, for the yeah. attack. Pack made his return in a very unique, very, very awesome, dope uh, promo package talking about being locked up in captivity with multiple packs. It was a lot of packs. Uh, mm-hmm. And then we had Cody and Gun Club uh, defeat Dark Order. And then Cody cut a promo on Darby Allen uh, to end the show. And then after the show, he announced that he is once again going to be known as Cody Rhodes. And we'll talk about the news notes behind that. That was after the show. Show for dynamite so for week 53 we will start with you top guy jj what was the better show aew dynamite or wwe nxt i think aew heard me last week man because they 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 came back and game gave me some gave me some to, to please my eyes with um both shows nxt nxt had I, I feel like nxt had a really good first hour and then just tailed off to me um, that main event, any main listen, any main event that has a Velveteen Dream in it is not gonna do me any good. Like oh. it's not gonna do me any good. Like, Damn. like, like the best, the best, the best thing about that entire match to me was Tommaso Ciampa's ring okay. entrance gear. Yes. Like, I mean, I mean, I mean, it was all right. I mean, Velveteen sold the shit out of himself for 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 Champa, which you know he he's been doing some better selling lately. Um, but AEW, AEW had shown they had a go home show. This was a go home show to a pay per view, and they really delivered a go home show to a pay per view, which they did That's not do for one. All Out. Yep, exactly. This was a go home show, and I really believe AEW knocked this shit out the park. And somehow, somehow, they attempted to even salvage. The FTR Young Bucks build with a much, much better build promotion into this match because that shit that they did last week was horrible. This was so much better. They should have just stuck to the video packages instead of the live interviews. Um, 
top to bottom, I felt like I enjoyed AEW for pretty much the majority of the show. Thank God the ladies got a little bit of love. And thank God Vicky Guerrero called Brandy bullshit, chief bullshit <laughs> officer. I was so happy seeing Woo! that. I'm giving it to AEW. And I'm going to just add, I'm going to AEW to me was by far the better show of the week. And the best thing I have seen, honestly, this is the best promo to me all year that Eddie Kingston and Moxley interaction was one of the greatest things I have ever seen in my fucking life. That shit felt like my brother was fighting for his family. Like, he, yo, that, the way, yo, they have chemistry that I never knew two wrestlers could have this quickly. Mm-hmm. I never knew that this was possible for two people yeah. to have this reeling this real feeling of a chemistry and I could go on and on about how that shit made me gush like even in a, I literally just said wow wow Eddie Kingston deserves to at least get his hands on a championship title during his run in AEW it won't be this one but he right. needs to get his hands on some gold because Eddie Kingston is fucking delivering yo Chrissy Love, NXT, or AEW this week? Um, I think AEW must have heard all of us last week, um, giving them no shine. I mean, it wasn't a bad show, but this was a go-home show. This was better than the other go-home show for was All Out. Yeah. This, was, this, was a go, this is how you do a go-home show. Um, NXT was great. It was, you know, it just wasn't a, what AEW was giving us um, last night, unfortunately. Um, I'm going with AEW. Um, I had to explain to my husband who Hangman Page is. He's like, yo, dude has a whole drink in his hand. I was like, oh, yeah. And the drink is not going to spill either. And then when he saw the video pack, he was like, yo. And then he thinks that Omega and Hangman are related. I told him he's, they're not, but he thinks that they're, they are. He said, they look just alike, though. I was like, but they're not, they're not related. Um, but, yeah, my, mine is going to uh, AEW. What a great go-home show. Promos, Vicky Guerrero calling out Brandy on her BS. Um, damn, not, did Nyla Rose have to kill homegirl like that, though? Like, I mean, wow. I mean, we asked for women to be on the show, but Jesus. Fucking not, loved it. Fucking not to kill it. people like that. Fucking and then, loved you know, it. She just, she's, she's just like, and then they even have exchanged. Like, it was all, it was, it was very, very well done. Hey, hey, um, shout out, shout outs to, to Red Velvet for being on our YouTube channel. And then she's on Dynamite, even though she had to get killed by Nyla Rose. It's okay. It's okay. We still room for you. And um, like you said, the package with Kingston and Moxley was great. Um, the whole exchange between MJF and um, Jericho, great. The whole show, awesome. And shout out to Cody for, you know, you know getting his, his shine at the end of the show. Wasn't his hair black the other day, though? He changed it after yes, the dog collar match. Won. As soon the as he won the title match. back. The okay. dog collar match was like, yeah, he just had it back. for that feud. Um, yeah, I love the dog, but go ahead, finish. Go ahead. I have to make it unanimous. AEW Dynamite was definitely the better show this week. NXT was strong. Most most specifically, the kings of NXT. I hate the name. Uh, I if they. If they were just the, the kings or something else, I would go for it. But the kings of NXT is just, uh, I'm just not a too... I mean, I'm a Pat McAfee fan. I don't care what you guys say. This guy is one of the best promos in professional wrestling for 2020. He's top 10. 
He is top 10 and he is an awesome heel. He just knows what to say to get under the skin of the fans. And you guys not liking him is just further proof that he is doing his job. He's doing his I job. Like He's not. Group. I like the group. I like the whole setup. I, I'm, I, you know, I'm loving me some Pete Dunn. <laughs> I, I, like, I like, I like Pete Dunn. I like Pete Dunn in this heel role as well. And this group just works for me. I enjoyed a lot of the wrestling. I think they had a very strong night when it came to wrestling, especially the ladies' matches. Uh, Dakota Kai versus Ember Moon was a very was solid. Great. I was surprised that um, they Amber, you know, got squashed, son. Yeah. I but I was I, I didn't that. think she got squashed. That's that's that must a bad have been term. music yeah. to SP's ESC and Hulu so early. <laughs> you know, you know, I was I was pleased by the result, but I just I there was that's a lot the, of the match was great though. The the matches were solid, but I felt like all the matches had WWE main roster finishes. You had the distraction finish with Dakota and Ember. You had the distraction finish with Shotzi and Tony. You had the weird finish with Cameron Grimes and Kushida. All those matches were really strong in the ring, but the finishes kind of let it down. That's why I did prefer the main event finish, because at least it was decisive. And Tommaso Ciampa, even though I was very confused on when the hell did Tommaso Ciampa turn babyface? That's that's a question for another time. I'll leave that for the Wednesday. Ciampa's been a face for a minute, bro. No, he turned he turned he turned heel when he attacked Jake Atlas when he returned. That was a heel turn, and then <laughs> out of nowhere, because and he was fighting he was fighting Kushida, and just because Velveteen Dream interfered in that match, now he's back to babyface. It was very very confusing. I was I, confused that they were like, okay, yeah, he. he, he Fared in the match that the other ones had. I was like, oh, so they're fighting again? I was like, I didn't understand the main event. I really yeah, didn't get it. Teach his own on there, but AEW. Yeah, was superb, though. His alpha was. I was like, damn, why we have alpha? He was supposed to be feuding with Kushida, and just because Velveteen Dream interfered, he turned babyface. That's how it seems. That's how it happened. That's how it happened <laughs> on TV. He was definitely a heel, uh, but AEW Dynamite was definitely the strongest show. John Moxley and Eddie Kingston had one of the best promos of the entire year. By far the best promo exchange of the entire year. Their face-to-face was so intense, was so real and palpable, and it, it just felt like a real argument, a real conversation. They were talking over each other, they were getting in each other's face. There was there and what they've done over the last four weeks for a match that we saw a clean finish for. This is the very best AEW world title buildup that I've seen in the two years that AEW has been in existence, but it is not the best built feud. It's not the greatest built feud in AEW history. That, my friends, is Hangman Page and Kenny Omega. Facts. The the sit-down promos with with, uh, Omega being very overconfident, and then JR. JR, I don't give a lot of praise for because I think that he's lost it on commentary, but when it comes to sit-down interviews, he brings the goods, and he brought the goods in that sit-down interview with Hangman Page. Just him saying, moderation, my friend, moderation, my kid. They were just excellent, and him talking about Hangman just pounding the drinks and being nervous. He asks questions that us, the viewers, probably were asking at home and he just excellently just drove along that whole storyline and that video package with the Cinderella playing in the background which just 
beautiful it was emotional if even if you didn't follow the past year of this build-up we built this match up for 10 months 10 yeah. months straight up into this matchup even if you missed it all if you just watched the video package you would get the whole feud and they definitely did a great job rehabilitating young bucks versus ftr mjf and chris jericho had a solid fi final build the pack promo was awesome it was dope the only missteps i would say is they probably could have put more focus on Hikaru Shida versus Nyla Rose they probably needed I, I think they deserved more time for this uh, because they had a great match at double or nothing I think they're going to have a great match at full gear I just would have liked a little bit more build for them especially on this show and I think that um, Cody and the Gun Club versus Dark Order was misplaced in the main event the main event segment should have been the Moxley Kingston face to face and if not Absolutely. that yes. should have been Young Bucks versus Private Party in the main event because that gave you the final build for what's probably going to be the best two matches on the show with Young Bucks versus FTR and Paige versus Omega. But other than that, definitely it was the better show this week. So wait and see how Romeo explains that NXT is the better show in his convoluted way. Uh, um, yo, it, it, it's laughable, man. <laughs> it, it's really laughable, man. Like, come on, man. Like, come on. Like, yo, yo, listen. NXT? And we are not impartial on here. We're not impartial on here. Like we listen, it should, we damn near gave NXT a slam dunk last week. Like yeah. when when NXT delivers, they get props. But when AEW delivers, give them they fucking props. And this week they fucking delivered to me their best go home pay, their best go home show for a pay per view. Oh well, yeah. And we will see who is the better show next week when on True Hill Heat 100 for our Wednesday Night War segment. We will have the Wednesday Night Warriors joining us as Chris G and Romeo. So we can tell Romeo how we feel about his opinion to his face on True Hill Heat 100. But we got to get through the rest of the news before we give our preview and predictions for Full Gear and Power Struggle this Saturday. Hell, Heal by Nature reports that WWE canceled their trademark on the Cody Rhodes name after Cody canceled his trademark for Slamboree and the match beyond. So that's how Cody got his last name back. So very happy. Very happy for uh, Cody for finally Wait, getting his name. So once he didn't get Slamboree and what else? Slamboree and the match beyond for the war games that's what they call war games the match beyond he had a trademark for that he canceled that so they gave him his name back um like the, it's like slavery almost yeah basically you you give us something we'll give you something back uh the wrestleboss twitter account had an update with new details on the location wwe is searching for the 2021 royal rumble event according to the latest update wwe is looking for a different feel in terms of presentation for the event uh the tweet read big day for voting so this was on tuesday go vote but this is wrestle votes so regardless of the next uh location for the Dome it is expected to last into february however wwe is looking on something different for the royal rumble event they want fans and even if it's just for that one show fightful select reports that there was a lot of frustration backstage regarding how nxt handled the covid 19 protocols entering the uh halloween havoc event last week this comes after there was a lot of rumor surrounding a potential covid 19 outbreak at the performance center and they also confirmed that indy hartwell was the latest that was the uh talent that was held off of from the taping following the positive test from that that friday that there was a positive test at the performance center according to 
to Mike Johnson of PW Insider, WWE officials view Bray Wyatt and his new sidekick Alexa Bliss as babyfaces on the Raw roster, despite some of the heel tendencies and actions of the duo. Speaking of documentaries, as we spoke about earlier, A&E has already announced a partnership with WWE to produce documentaries uh, featuring uh, Steve Austin, Randy Savage, Roddy Roddy Piper, and Booker T, with production starting on the Austin documentary back in July. They also have an Ultimate Warrior and Bret Hart documentary in mind as well. WWE has officially changed the name of Matt Riddle to Riddle on their website. Oh my god. Yes. Even more. <laughs> they just don't know how to not put their hands on something. Like, I'm not worried about it. You know why? Because he'll have his name just like Ali got his name back to. Oh, I'm sorry. Mustafa Ali. Excuse hey, me. you gotta say his name, Mike. It's Must- Mustafa. Mustafa. It's Mustafa. 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 Yes, he, he, he said, he said, say you're right or don't say it at all. Okay. Um, <laughs> I mean, apparently we won't be saying that shit at all if they keep this shit going with this garbage. Hey. According to Wrestling Observer Newsletter, WWE didn't want to have people Google Matt Riddle and find the details of the lawsuit against him and WWE. As we previously discussed on True Hill, he, Candy Cartwright, is suing over an alleged case of sexual assault against Riddle, and the decision to make uh, the change was made uh, this past week. Help, Heal by Nature uh, reported that during a behind-the-scenes look at the WWE Thunderdome, it was revealed a list of banned images for the interaction fan experience including the logos for AEW, Impact Wrestling, and New Japan Pro Wrestling as well as stars like John Moxley, Young Bucks, Kenny Omega, Enzo Amore, and CM Punk among others. And then finally WWE News Smackdown ratings are back on Fox and this past week they were up to 2.286 million viewers while Raw drew 1.656 million viewers with a record low third hour rating of 1.45 Five million. Ouch. Yo, SmackDown has been kicking Raw's ass in the ratings for like how long now? Ever since it went to Fox. Like, good lord. Raw is so sad. Like, Raw is so sad. It's it's gone down a very steep, steep road. We were talking about that earlier with the Raw putting the bar so low that even this week was better than most weeks, but it was still a bad show. <laughs> AEW News, AEW pulled Scorpio Sky from this week's Dynamite due to coming uh, in contact with a COVID-positive person in the past two weeks. His match with Sean Spears has been rescheduled. You have to give AEW a lot of credit for being so transparent with removing talent if they're coming into contact with someone positive so i want to give aew credit for that one in very exciting news aew has started an aew game social media and have a huge announcement scheduled in regards to a video game reportedly for this coming tuesday top guy jj are you getting the aew video game when it comes out depends on the publisher i've been saying that shit consistently if that shit is from 2k games fuck no if it's from thq i'm boy i doubt it's on the publisher Dependence on it just depends on the publisher. Well, you, want, you want to like look at like the like the graphics real quickly, like just to see that, like the whole setup. Yeah, to me that depends on the publisher. Like the publisher and the creator of the game is gonna influence my decision. 
Yeah. If anybody that plays games knows what I mean, like there's like Activision, there's Ubisoft, there's like Square Enix. There's a lot of companies that can that can bid for this game. It has to be a a, a, a place that has done this type of game before, not some old first timer. It won't come out right. AEW has signed the team of the acclaimed, which is Platinum Masscaster and one of my favorites, the first ever Battle Club Pro franchise champion, the five tool player Anthony Bowens. Fightful Select reported that WWE reportedly were looking to sign Bowens themselves, but AEW swooped in. We want to congratulate Anthony, who has uh, been a, a stalwart for Battle Club Pro. He recently uh, relinquished the Battle Club Pro franchise championship ahead of being signed by AAW, so congrats to him. In an nice. interview with PW Insider, Tony Khan announced that he has made additions to the AEW medical team and protocol procedures following recent incidents in the ring with Alex Reynolds and Matt Hardy, including Chris Nowinski being present at AEW Full Gear this Saturday. Chris Nowinski is a specialist on neurology. He was a part of the documentary for Chris Benoit during the Dark Side of the Ring series. So I know he's he's going to be on hand, so hopefully we don't have any incidents like we had at all out according to the wrestling observer newsletter the idea for la dinner debonair was actually from the mind of mjf so mjf in some creative control and it paid off their new japan pro wrestling news new japan announced the participants for the best of the super juniors 27 tournament starting on november 15th taiji ishimari the iwgp junior heavyweight champion el desperado and uh kanamaru the iwgp junior heavyweight tag team champions uh Hiromu takahashi who won it in 2018 rikuchi Taguchi, who won in 2012 master yato who will be making his debut show of rapangi 3k robbie eagles bushi and dookie will all be in the best of the super juniors tournament this will be a 10-man single block uh, tournament with the two highest point getters being in the finals to decide who versus the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Champion at Wrestle Kingdom. But we will also see the one night only Super J Cup 2020, which will take place in the United States. And this will be on December 12th. Uh, the eight participants in this one is very interesting and in my in my eyes better than the the lineup for the best of the Super Juniors. As we're going to see El Fantasmo of the Bullet Club, who won the 2019 tournament. Clark Connors, who won the Lions Crown, uh, Lions Break Crown tournament on New Japan strong tjp who is a freelancer considered a freelancer not of any promotion ach in his first uh super j cup blake christian of gcw chris bay of impact wrestling ray horace of roh and finally making his first debut in new japan and on the super j cup leo rush this lineup is stacked and impact wrestling working with new japan is a lot bigger than a lot of people are making it out to be and seems like a forbidden door has opened but not the one we were expecting with impact working with new japan pro wrestling what do you guys think i think that's phenomenal absolutely don Callis putting in that work 
ROH Pure, Pure Title Tournament finished this past week with Jonathan Grisham defeating Tracy Williams to win the ROH Pure Title, and he formed the Foundation Stable with Jay Lethal and uh, Tracy Williams himself. We will have full coverage of the tournament on Review of Honor with Stack King and Ness, which kicked off this week. Check it out. These guys did a great uh, debut edition of Review of Honor, recapping the entire first round. They're going to recap cap the second round the semi-finals and the finals on review of honor so stay tuned for that impact wrestling news fightful select reports that bound for glory was ec3's last date with impact wrestling for now as he has finished up his run with the company and he has now moved on to ring of honor i love the fact that ec3 is kind of making a world tour and being a traveling professional wrestler it shows a lot of growth with him uh other wrestling news, MLW officially announced ACH, Davey Boy Smith Jr., Laredo Kid, and Leo Rush for their restart, which will kick off on November 18th. That's going to be on Bean Sports and uh, FUBU Sports. And then finally, Tunda Rosa, who we had on True Hills BTR, she confirmed in another recent interview that she is signed with NWA until 2021 and wants to go to a company that she can continue to work with her new promotion, which we are the sponsors for mission pro wrestling as well as her mma career so she says that wwe is seemingly out of the question due to that so that kind of confirms all that news that came out uh last week with thunder rosa potentially thank going god. to wwe <laughs> yes i agree thank with god. that thank god there so finally we have made it to our previews and prediction time guys this weekend this saturday two huge trying huge huge shows kind of like the the two final huge shows of 2020 as we're going to see new japan pro wrestling power struggle as well as aew full gear we're going to start with power struggle which will be on saturday morning we're going to go from the bottom of the card to the top for the provisional king of pro wrestling 2020 uh title and it's going to be a no corner pads match because of the champion himself tori yanu will defend against zach saber jr these two men met in the g1 climax with uh zach saber jr getting the victory over yano if you know yano he has a history of removing the corner pads so we won't see the traditional start to yano matches of him removing the corner pads because there's not going to be any corner pads it's going to be all exposed turnbuckles in this matchup so who do you think wins zsj versus yano i'll start with you miss chrissy love i'm going yano going with yano in this one top guy jj this is definitely not going to be a standard wrestling match i'm definitely going with yano on this one he's got the full-blown advantage zsj doesn't know how to do anything other than wrestle <laughs> Good point. Good point. I'm going to agree with you guys. I'm making unanimous in going with Yano in this one. Uh, never open weight championship is on the line. This one will be, in my opinion, yes, I am giving it once again, certified banger extreme for the never open weight championship is going to be Minoru Suzuki defending the title against Shingo Takagi these two have had two of the hardest hitting matches of the year for New Japan Pro Wrestling at Summer Struggle where Suzuki defeated Shingo in the uh, finals of the A block where Shingo defeated Suzuki so who do you think wins this third and final matchup of 2020 Shingo versus Suzuki I'll start with you JJ I'm going to go Suzuki to pull this out. I'm going to go Suzuki. Chrissy Love? Um, 
They're both one and one? Yes. Uh, okay, I'm going to go like J.J. Suzuki. I'm going to go different here, and I'm going to go with Shingo to win this one and win back the Never Open Weight Championship. Next up, we got... He ain't going to be alive to experience the win anyway. Probably not, but he will survive. (laughs) (laughs) In a grudge match, it's going to be Kazuka Okada going one-on-one with the Great Okan. The Great Okan was the man who sided with Will Ospreay and cost uh, Kazuka Okada the win of the A block in the G1 Climax. And Will Ospreay has said that Okada has to get through Great Okan to get his shot at another match against Will Ospreay. So who do you think wins here, Great Okan or Okada? I will call it first, and I will say Okada gets the win here. It's going to be very interesting to see if he can drag a good match out of Great Okan, who I haven't seen the best of yet. So, Chrissy Love? I'm going to agree with you, sir, and say Okada. JJ? I mean, come on, man. To get another match with with, uh, with Osprey and Okada? You think Okan is going to stop that? Please. It's clean sweep. Absolutely. And then we have for the right to challenge contract. This is for the right to challenge the IWGP US champion John Moxley. It's going to be Kenta, the owner of the briefcase, going one on one with Hiroshi Tadahashi. These two met in the G1 climax with Tadahashi getting the victory. In that match, uh, Kenta actually broke his briefcase over the head of Tadahashi. And during the run, the road to power struggle, he once again broke his briefcase over the head of Tadahashi, which he has once again blamed Tadahashi for and not himself for hitting him with. So, very interesting uh, storyline with this one, but who do you think wins, Kenta or Tadahashi? JJ? Oh, man. Um, I'm, I'm gonna go I'm gonna go Kenta. I'm gonna go Kenta here. Chrissy Love? Uh, I was gonna say Okada. That was the last match. Tadahashi or Kenta? You said Tadahashi? Oh, I'm sorry. Kenta. I'm going to disagree and I'm going to go with Tadahashi in this one. And we have our another right to challenge contract match with this time the winner of the G1 Climax 30 and his right to challenge for the dual gold at Wrestle Kingdom with Kota Ibushi defending against Switchblade Jay White. In the G1 Climax, it was Switchblade who defeated Kota Ibushi to earn this opportunity here. Switchblade wants the main event Wrestle Kingdom for the first time. So who wins Ibushi versus Switchblade? Chrissy Love. Switchblade. JJ? Is, I'm sorry, is Ibushi's shot on the line in this yes. match? Yes. Oh, fuck. So I'm going to go with Ibushi to to retain here, to, to win. I was kind of hoping that it wasn't on the line, and then Jay White can make a claim to make it a triple threat, which I haven't seen a triple threat happen at Wrestle Kingdom, so I wanted to see something mm-hmm. like that. But it's not gonna happen. So yeah, I'm, gonna, it, I'm I'm going I'm going Ibushi to to hang on to this. I'm gonna agree with JJ and go with Ibushi to win this one. I want to see Ibushi main event Wrestle Kingdom again. 
And then finally, we have the IWGP Intercontinental and Heavyweight Championships on the line as Tensuya Naito goes one-on-one with Evil. These two men have been feuding... Wow have been feuding ever since the return from lockdown for New Japan with Evil turning his back on LIJ and Naito uh, after he won the New Japan Cup 2020. He then beat Naito for the IWGP dual gold at Dominion. Naito won the titles back at Summer Struggle, but then Evil defeated Naito in the G1 Climax to earn this opportunity. Hopefully, this is the end of the feud because they haven't had the best luck when it comes to great matches. They had a good match at Summer Struggle but other than that their matches have tend to be a little disappointing but hopefully this is the end of the feud but who wins the final matchup between these two naito versus evil i will start things off and go with naito jj yeah i'm gonna agree here i'm gonna agree with um going against going with naito um I've been, I've been riding the evil bandwagon a little too long and i think it's time to hop off yeah. um i'm gonna go naito here uh chrissy love Agreed, Naito for the win. Naito with the sweep for New Japan power struggle definitely tune into new japan world uh if you're not able to wake up early on saturday you can watch it throughout the weekend definitely check that out this weekend on new japan world but the big show for this weekend for this saturday is aew full gear in my opinion this is the best built card for aew of 2020 which says a lot because right now in my opinion the pay-per-view of the entire year was aew revolution in february so the the fact that AEW has stacked this card so much really says a lot to me that they heard the fans who were a little disappointed with All Out when you guys talked about this go-home show was much better than the All Out go-home show. And I think this lineup is so much better than what, what they gave us at All Out as well. So this one will be very like the whole like gears, like, you know, scrolling on like people's faces, like the whole background figures is like so good for the whole pay-per-view, I think. Yeah, it's a unique okay. look, definitely. It's a very, very unique one. I think I, I like it a lot. So we're going to have the buy-in match before the live show. This one is is a just-added matchup and very interesting as it's going to be the NWA Women's World Championship on the line as Serena Deeb defends against who this woman that's a new free agent who's no longer with NWA, actually, Allison K, the the artist formerly known as Sienna in Impact Wrestling. This is someone that I think AEW would be dumb if they weren't thinking about signing because she is so talented, so hard-hitting in the ring, and knows how to present herself on television during her time in Impact as well as NWA. But this match is definitely going to be a good one. So who you got? Allison K versus Serena Deeb. We'll start with you, Chrissy Love. I want to say Serena Deeb. Serena Deeb successfully defends uh, Top Guy JJ. Completely concur. Serena Deeb retains. She's got to have a run with this title. Yeah. I I agree. Serena Deeb deserves a run with this title, and she had a solid match with Leela Kirsch uh, last week on Dynamite, and I think this is going to be another solid contest. This one was moved from the buy-in to the main card, which makes sense because a lot of people were complaining about one of these guys being one of the main events of All Out and now being off the card, but he is on the card. It is going to be Orange Cassidy going one-on-one with John Silver of the Dark Order. It was John Silver who cost 
Orange Cassidy, the Lumberjack Matt, last week on AEW Dynamite, uh, costing him the TNT Championship. So Orange Cassidy will look for revenge against three of the Dark Order, number three, not three members, three of the Dark Order, John Silver, who has been getting over on BTE and been the MVP of BTE being the elite over the last year. So you got Silver versus Orange. Start with you, JJ. Oh God, really? This is really a massive pick. Like, come on, man. I mean, like they had they had to give the whole card is stacked with everybody. Orange just needed an opponent to be on full gear. Orange, man. Yeah. Orange. Chrissy, orange, orange all orange across the board. Yep. <laughs> We got AEW Women's Championship on the line. This is a rematch from Double or Nothing. It's going to be Hokara Shida defending against Nyla Rose. Vicky Guerrero said Nyla Rose would not compete until Tony Khan gave her another shot at the AEW Women's Championship. And we got this match right here. This is about six months in build, but you wouldn't know it if you watch Dynamite because they didn't get much time on there. So hopefully these, got, these ladies can overcome the bad booking and have a great match once again so you got Sheeta versus Rhodes 2 Chrissy uh, I'm going Sheeta JJ I am gonna go with I'm gonna go with the native beast becoming the two time AEW women's champion this this comeback felt it feels too powerful to fail and having Vicky Guerrero in her corner feels like it is just the right timing for a shift because AEW needs a shift in this division. I gotta agree with JJ here. I've been a big fan of Sheeta. I feel like she's one of the most consistent performers in all of AEW, male or female. This division does need a shakeup, and Nyla Rose was was robbed of an actual reign of the AEW Women's Championship because she won the title just before the pandemic and then lost it immediately after they she returned. So I think that she deserves another run, and to become the first ever two-time champion in AEW history would be a lot for her after already being... She was already the first transgendered uh, woman to win an AEW championship, so she needs to get another first time here. This one has been highly anticipated. MJF can join the inner circle if he wins, as it's going to be MJF going one-on-one with Chris Jericho. They've had La Dinner Debonair. They've had a town hall meeting. These men have gone bar for bars, barbs for barbs, uh, insults for insults, mic to mic. But we will see MJF win by any means necessary. I am going to go first on this one, and I'm going to say that MJF has to win this matchup so we can see more from these two. Who you got, JJ? I've been so back and forth on this one, man. And I am going to go with Chris Jericho winning this match, but not clean. I believe Chris Jericho was going to win this match because of members of the inner circle to extend this a little bit longer. I don't think MJF just gets in this easy. I don't think he gets in this quick. Chrissy Love? Um, I have to agree with JJ on that one. Um, At first, I was just going to say just, you know, Jericho winning, but on a dirty finish. However, um, I definitely feel like this feud needs to go on a little little bit longer. And um, definitely going to pick Chris Jericho. 
Alright, we got Elite Deletion. This is going to be from the Hardys compound, as it's going to be Matt Hardy and Sammy Guevara finally ending their feud. We had the tragic accident at All Out, which robbed these two men of actually finishing off their feud there. And then Sammy Guevara was the man that attacked Matt Hardy in the back. So we're going to finally end this between these two men, who you got Hardy versus Sammy, JJ. For the love of God, Sammy, end this shit. Yes, please. Like fuck, man. Like I'm, I'm, I'm over it, man. I said this last time. I'm over seeing Matt Hardy. I'm just over it. I'm really over it. So you got Sammy? Yes, absolutely, all the fucking way. I'm gonna pick Matt Hardy in this one, Chrissy Love. I'm. I, I want Sammy to finish it. However, since mm-hmm. it's going to be on at the Matty, uh, uh, at the Hardy compound, I feel like Matt is going to win. So Matt for the finish. Alright, next up we got Last Chance AEW Tag Team Championship matchup. It's going to be FTR versus the Young Bucks. Tully Blanchard is going to be banned from ringside. This has been a very polarizing buildup between these uh, two tag teams, but this has been building in AEW since May when the FTR debuted, but it's been building for over four years, ever since FTR as the revival became one of the best tag teams in professional wrestling in NXT. All the fans have wanted to see FTR versus the Young Bucks. This is old school versus new school of tag team wrestling, tag team psychology and this is one of the, the most anticipated tag team matches of the past decade. So who wins this one for the AEW World Tag Team titles? Lose, They will never get another shot at the AEW Tag Team titles. So who you got? FTR or the Young Bucks? Chrissy Love? I'm going with FTR with a dirty finish. JJ? I, I don't see the Cody rule working twice. I don't see it happening for the entire. I, I don't see the entire elite being exiled from championship opportunities. I I'm just dampered by the stipulation. I'm really dampered by the stipulation. It just I, I, I in a sense I feel like it became a little bit predictable. I think the Young Bucks in a great a great back and forth match that will have a lot of suspense in it. I believe the Young Bucks will pull this out and become the AEW Tag Team Champions for the very first time. Okay. I, I agree with JJ. I think the Young Bucks win here. I don't think it's predictable because we did have Cody. We did have Cody lose, and that sets up you know the Young Bucks to do the same thing. But I, I just think don't this... want your prediction to come through with that trio shit, man. I don't want to see no fucking trios titles, man. That's just as wacky. Hey, there's gonna be a trios titles, but I can't see the Young Bucks no longer having another shot at the tag team titles. So I think they have to win here, and then from here, after a great match between these two teams we can have a series of matches and really build this up as the tag team feud to be remembered that it should be aew tnt championship is on the line as it's going to be cody rhodes defending against darby allen these two men have met three times in the past including darby allen's debut in aew that match ended in a draw the two other matches on aew dynamite uh cody nearly pulled out the victory over darby allen including in the tnt championship tournament so who wins this fourth match darby allen versus cody who you got jj Wow. Ooh, it's hard. It's wow. Hard. I think you might have missed the 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 title holder by one spot. 
I see Darby Allen becoming the new TNT champion. This is going to be a hell of a match. This is, I think this is going to be an, I think this is an underrated match, an under, undervalued match. I think this match is going to be fantastic. And I think Darby Allen is going to pull a mega upset here. I think, well, once I found out that Darby Allen was getting a shot uh, during the Orange Cassidy match, I think my, my pick changed from Orange winning the title to Darby winning the title. They have to pull the trigger on Darby. He's one of the best homegrown stars they have built up during their t- two years of existence. So I think Darby Allen becomes the TNT champion here. Who you got, Chrissy? Uh, I, I'm going to agree with you and say Darby, finally. Finally, and then finally, we have our final two matches, our double main event, AEW World Title Eliminator Tournament Finals. It is finally here. Kenny Omega versus Hangman Page. These two men were the longest reigning champions in all of AEW as AEW Tag Team Champions, members of the Elite together. This has been building ever since Hangman Page lost the the finals uh, to determine the first ever AEW World Champion at All Out a year and a half ago. And now he versus his tag team partner, a man that has kind of said that he's a tag team wrestler. He didn't even think he would make it to the finals. He thought Wardlow would make it to the finals over Hangman Page. So who wins here? Hangman versus Omega. I am going with the cleaner, Kenny Omega. Who you got, Chrissy? Omega for the win. Come on. He can't lose. (laughs) He can't lose. Chris, uh, JJ? This is about to be the AEW singles match of the year. Mm. This shit here. Be a showstopper? I, this is not going to be as predictable as it sounds. Because I, 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 this hangman story is a year in the making of him failing. Of him becoming that first ever AEW champion when he fails to Chris Jericho and hasn't even seen a glimpse of a chance ever since. This is going to your hangman's going to have to go down. Like down, like he gonna have to lose, lose, and Hangman Kenny gonna have to really, really pull it out, pull it out to win, yo. Cowboy shit is gonna be on ten. I'm pulling a major upset here and saying Hangman is gonna defeat Kenny Omega here. I don't, I don't even think it's an upset because they, they kind of build up. Omega is being like, overconfident. It, so I, I, um, I it, it feels too easy to predict. It feels like uh, Hangman yeah. has just been counted out so quickly. quickly and yeah. Hangman has a story. Hangman has been the hottest thing in AEW for the past for the past few months went with the with the whole cowboy shit thing. And then when Kenny became the greatest heel in the company over the past couple of months, I think everybody forgot the Hangman story. And then finally, the AEW World Championship is on the line. It is an I Quit match. Oh, I can't wait to see that fucking match. I'm sorry. I cannot. (laughs) I can't wait to see that fucking. Oh, my God. You saw my certified, certified banger extreme. Yes. Oh, I, I, I apologize. I should have said that this, yes, this is going to be a certified banger extreme. This, along with Darby versus Cody Holy and FTR shit. versus the Young Bucks, all three of those matches are going to be certified banger it's extremes. Stacked really high. Like, this is like a stacked one this time. I, 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 they, they did. Would, this one this time, yeah. I would go out on a limb and say this is literally, and it's not even close to me, I think this is going to be the pay per view of the year. 
And this one is also going to be a certified banger extreme for the AEW World Championship. Quit match is going to be John Moxley defending the title against Eddie Kingston. They have done a marvelous job building up this matchup. Two former friends, now foes. Eddie Kingston has had down and dirty and betray his friend to get a shot at the AEW World Championship. Eddie Kingston says that he's fought 18 years and his mother doesn't have grandkids because he wanted the AEW World Championship. And John Moxley says that he he's gonna he he's gonna let down his mother roof. He's gonna let her down at AEW full gear. This is personal beyond belief. Who you got Moxley versus Kingston, JJ. God, man. God, man, I wish. I wish this wasn't a prediction. No, this is not. Moxley's going to win. My one is how he's going to win. Like, it's the matter of how. Because Kingston ain't giving up. Kingston ain't quitting. He ain't saying it. I just, I I, I don't know how this is going to happen. Because Moxley ain't losing. But Kingston ain't quitting. I, I it this this shit here I, like oh my god bravo to that man for this fucking build man both guys bravo, both bravo. guys like you, both guys Moxley are the best two Moxley has had great builds before but to see Kingston and Kingston ain't supposed to be here first of all Kingston is not supposed to be in this position Kingston is not so but, but the reception and the feedback that he got from that TNT title match with Cody was it Cody? He had the TNT yeah. title match with Cody, which he got great reviews on. Then he had the follow-up match with Moxley. It's been nothing but pure love for Eddie Kingston. And he, yo, when this is one of those cases where you are literally, and it feels like it. It feels like this man is living like he is on his last opportunity. He's literally living the character of, I'm never going to get another opportunity again. And I fucking love it i love it yo chrissy who you got moxley for the win uh i have to agree i don't know how um i don't see i i I think this is going to be a banger for sure i don't know if eddie is ready for the title yet but i feel like it's going to be one of the matches of the night um, because it'll be more than one, <laughs> but I think this is going to be one of them of the night. And I, I'm going with Moxley for the win. He, he's not going to be, he's not going to take the championship from him yet. I am so happy for our fellow New Yorker, Eddie Kingston, to have this opportunity to main event a major pay-per-view and have the biggest match of his career. He deserves it after 18 years, busting his ass, grinding on the independence. He has made it to the biggest platform, the biggest stage of his career. But yes, the best babyface in professional wrestling of 2020 of this year, my wrestler of the year, John Moxley, will defeat Eddie Kingston in the I Quit match. I don't know how, but he will. Yo, I was about to ask you, I was about to put you on the spot and say, how the fuck do you think this is going to happen? Because I don't see him quitting. I don't see it. Like I, for you to say on national TV, you're going to have to kill me. I don't care about this show. You're going to have to kill me. Like, I think I think we're going to see the return of Barbed Wire for the first time in a year in AEW. It's going to take a Barbed Wire around Eddie Kingston's throat to probably what? have him say, I, I am going 10 
out of ten, a ten out of ten Woo! on blood scale in this match. It's gonna be this match is going to be a bloodbath. It's gonna be awesome, but that is our re- predictions and preview for AEW Full Gear. Definitely go out of your way. Be our live. It's going to be available. It's going to be available on pay-per-view. If you are out in the UK, you can get it on Fight TV. This is going to be one of the must-watch pay-per-views of 2020. So that is all for True Hill Heat 99. The road to 100 has finally been completed. We have to plug our lineup for the True Hill Heat YouTube channel. Our latest interviews for True Heels BTR with Red Velvet, as well as the weapon of all destruction, the Wode, talking all about Mission Pro Wrestling Tournament Out of Hell is up on the YouTube channel right now. The de- debut episode of Review of Honor discussing the first round of the Pure Title Tournament is up on the channel. The return of our very lovely Miss Chrissy Love with Smackdown with the Lynches is up on the YouTube channel right now. Joints and Jabroni starring Chris G and Mary Jane for the month of October is there. The latest True Rewind Wednesday Night Warriors, J New Japan, and Dark Power as well as all new editions of Wednesday Night Warriors, Dark Power, J New Japan, and True Rewind will be up on the channel next week and this weekend and next week we will also have our New Japan Pro Wrestling Powers struggle 2020 as well as aew full gear 2020 pay-per-view roundtable reviews so definitely stay tuned for those because those are going to be great with all the big time matches from this weekend and also you can check out my latest appearance on alex mccarthy's wrestling daily on wrestle wrestle talks wrestle 2 youtube channel which is about i think three or four subscribers away from 30k so go over there and subscribe to that channel as we have our very first great Alex debating who is the best in-ring worker of 2020 between Drew McIntyre and Kenny Omega. Very great debate over there, so check that out. Miss Chrissy Love, tell them where they can find you on social media. Um, when, when people are not like uh, stealing my profile, um, yes. you can find me on IG, Twitter, and on Facebook. Uh, Sensation Miss Chrissy Love or Chrissy Love underscore or just simple Crystal Lynch. Top guy JJ. I'm almost afraid to give my shit at this point. Right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Instagram, I'm Drew Hill underscore top guy JJ. I'm definitely not worried about getting cloned. That's only for the beautiful people. <laughs> at Facebook, I am simply Justin Johnson. I'm only worried about messages not getting cloned. I would hope so. You can also follow the True Heels on Facebook on the True Heels group page, True Hill Heat on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Our professional wrestling, wrestling promotion partners, Battle Club Pro, Warrior Wrestling, and Mission Pro Wrestling on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Of course, go to Title Match Wrestling Network to order Mission Pro Wrestling Tournament Out of Hell. Great show coming up this weekend. Start the weekend off nice with that before Power Struggle and Full gear you can also follow our good friends over at wrestling travel on facebook twitter and instagram as i was on wrestling travels uh podcast episode 18 on their facebook right now subscribe to the youtube channels for battle club pro warrior wrestling wrestling travel wrestle 2 jimmy macaram and he needs a plug because his battery is dying you can subscribe to that youtube channel as well and of course like this video share it with all your wrestling friends and fans of course 
subscribe by pushing the icon down at the bottom and the bell to click all notifications for all the great content right here on True Hill Heat. If you can't watch us on YouTube, you can listen to us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Anchor, wherever you listen to your favorite audio podcasts. So until the biggest episode yet, True Hill Heat 100 next week. 100! Yes, we are finally here. We finally made it down the road to 100. This has been True Hill Heat 99 our final our final time with two digits for our very special guest louis dan gore of russell talk for the lovely miss chrissy love for the resident true hill alcoholic top guy jj it is me it is me your true hill phenom sp3 this has been true hill heat 99 we are signing off until next time